0: It was definitely Cloud Chaser TV, man. We back up in this thing. Yeah, you dig? Hey, man, we got a uh, special guest on the line today, man. Uh, can you introduce yourself, man, and let them know exactly where they can follow you at?
1: Rudy Lowe, the creator of the logo, Mr. Foreign Born, Rudy Low Chronicles on YouTube. Rudy Low Chronicles on Instagram and Rudy Lowe on Facebook.
0: Yes, Peace. sir, man. Peace. Salute, man. Salute, man. We appreciate you blessing our platform. Salute. And um, you know, we tr- at Death for the Cloud Chaser we try to ask some questions, maybe some other podcasts made it miss. Um, you know, starting starting off with um you know, really low, like what type of what type of kid was really low when he was growing up? Let's take it back.
1: Um, growing up, I grew up with complete hardship. Meaning, um, I never knew I never knew my mother. My mother passed away when I was an infant, maybe about one or two. so um, I always felt like an oddball within inside my family structure um due to that um outside my family structure because i, I because I grew up in a, a rough upbringing um my aunt that attempted to rear me had substance abuse problems and alcohol problems, so therefore. I was I was forced to fend for myself at an early age. Um, due um, due to forcing myself to happen to survive, the craft and the skills of my community was shoplifting and boosting. Me and my peers is the trendsetters for our era. For that, um, it began as a necessity and as a need for clothes and food, but it became extremely addictive and it became a part of my life. Um, Due to my continuous criminal activity, I was in and out the penal system and DFY, Division for Youth. So as a child, I was incarcerated a lot in and out. Throughout my life, um, I did more than half of my life incarcerated.
0: And on top of that,
1: I've been stealing all of my life prior to about the last two years. So, um, and besides that, the high point of my life is this. Um, My first bid when I was released in 1995, I was an expiring rap artist. Um, My dream was then and still is now was to have Ralph Lauren, the fashion guru, to acknowledge me and my peers And to do a buy-up or a memoir or autobiography about my life, me, and my peers to show how we influence hip-hop and we influence people throughout the land, Um, even people from here and other continents and and even in Japan. Um, Due to me not giving up my negative lifestyle, um, I was forced to be back incarcerated again. I made a song called Remember Me. Um, It never went far, um, but I had a video. I went to prison with a life sentence, and um, my peers still did not remember me. Actually, one of my oh, peers oh, let me, me let me
0: let me I, let me stop you right quick, uh, right there when you said, um, "You know what the situation? with you making that track? Did did you also have a? Um, I think I seen an interview. You had a Ralph Lauren deal on the table at that time."
1: Yes. Yes. Um, the situation I had back in, like, 97, 98 was um, I was independent, but once I received a deal, a major recording contract, I was going to receive a deal with Ralph Lauren. My dream back then was um, a retro line. It was going to be a double L edition. The logos from 86 to 1992 was the highlights of my life at that point with Ralph Lauren. That was the time that um, – Doing my research and I found out statistically and economically, that's when polo sport was created. That's when they did the census and they and it came to show the Ralph Lauren conglomerate that um, they sales was up in the urban department. And that was due to me and my peers and the polo culture as a whole in urban America. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, I committed, I was accused of committing another crime and that's when I was put back in prison with the life sentence. Once that came about, um, the people that was the flag holders, specifically um, Racklow and Thurston Howard III and a few others, um, things was wasn't painted in the correct sense, or it wasn't chronicled. Co- it was stories. That's the way I'm going to politically put it. It was stories put out there that wasn't accurate. And one of the main stories was it was another person, allegedly another Rudy Lowe. But I'm the original Rudy Lowe. I'm the one that created the logo.
0: Um,
1: I advocated to get myself out of prison. And even when I came home, um, it was still a big hurdle and big obstacles for me to, um, you know, create a fan base and show people who I was. So Mm. that's where Rudy Lowe Chronicles was born from. I don't like people telling stories or misinterpreting things. Um, That's why one of my slogans is "Black and white is out of sight." That's why I like stuff to be recorded. Um, I was put in prison with a 20-year life sentence for inaccurate information and for people misinterpreting stuff. So it's real critical, and I'm just one of the people. Millions of people like that. Million of people in similar situations or similar dilemmas. So with my personal life, I like to critique everything. Um, Speaking about my Remember Me video, the video was dedicated to one of my fallen comrades, Terminator Eric Stevens, that was murdered to a tragic incident inside Auburn Correctional Facility. Um, He was the ex-bodyguard of Big Daddy Kane. I spoke on an incident on Queen Flip. Shout out to Queen Flip and thanks for the opportunity. Um, A lot of politics came from that, as usual. A lot of um, misinterpretations and a lot of hidden feelings. I come to understand that having a public platform, being a public advocate, or even having a regular social media um, page or platform, you open up yourself to many opinions, some are going to be in your favor, some are going to be indifferent, but anywhere go, I cannot, and the average person cannot please everybody. So I make sure that I stay along the perimeter and the lines that as long as I be professional and truthful. Now, um, I'm an amateur to this. I don't have experience like Clout Chasers TV or like other podcasters or YouTube stations. But I do know the fundamental of words and I stand firm to that. So with that being said, I know how to network and I know the form of, of communication or the line of business that we're in is fall under the category of um, journalism. And the same way when I speak about facts and speak about other things, that we have a, a oath to the best of our ability to assert the facts with you know, and a lot of people and a lot of platforms don't do that so a lot of misinformation gets thrown out there and people receive it wrongly and then you know that's how forces and that's how fairy tales and that's how holidays happen you know we get passed down tradition weeks and weeks and days and days and before you know it you have people running around saying that's the truth because this person said it or that platform had it um And it's very uncool. Um, I happen to to go through the legal system, right? Like I said, I blew trial. Um, One of the things you bring up when you go to trial is character witness. And almost anything and everything, your reputation plays a part with you. It's just like somebody running for public office. You can't self-anoint yourself a mayor or president. The people have to do that. Um, I didn't make my name. You understand what I'm saying? The people giving my name as growing up as a child, and I may grow and evolve and metaphor into the characteristics that others see in me, but that's all that they see in me. It's already there for me. You you understand what I'm saying? I can't say my name is killer and then metaphor into a killer. Like, nah. You
0: understand?
1: And and, and it's nothing fictitious or phony about me. I'm authentic. Um, I have a lot of cliches and a lot of switch things. But I will never trust nobody that wear anything fake or nobody else know how to dress. Because if you don't put no consideration and thought into your personal appearance, and you don't care how you feel on the outside, imagine how the inside of you feel. Your shit is polluted. Mm. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? So mm. for people that want to sit up there and believe or go with immature stuff, um, people like that, I really don't want in my circle because y'all mental midgets. Um, controversy. I know it sells and it's a a motherfucker. I don't really like to put people on the spot, so I try to tread lightly and be politically correct, but even in that sense, I'm still held at high standards. So, uh, fuck it. For now on, I might as well be like everybody else. I want all the smoke, bring all the jokes and show niggas how this shit go. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, whatever questions you want to ask, please ask and uh, uh, I'm going to be upfront because I don't know no other way.
0: Okay, like um, it was a lot going on with the internet, like um, for, like recently, w- in regards to IPC. I know in the interview you said that um, when you was cut in ninety, I believe ninety five, you had to go to IPC.
1: When I was cut, oh oh, yeah. to IPC. Yeah. No, I Can heard um recently. Explain what IPC is.
0: Yeah. Can you explain like exactly what it is and like is it a difference from PC to IPC? Yeah, There's people from in other IPC. states, though, you know what I mean? People I from went other states. IPC, were... I,
1: went, um, I went to the box. I went to IPC. Okay. Uh, um, I know what IPC is. IPC is involuntary protected custody. That's when um, the administration feels that your life is in danger and you don't want to cooperate with them or um, you don't know what's going on. If they don't know who your perpetrator allegedly is or who you have problems with, therefore for your safety and for um with due diligence they take you out of population and isolate you until they find it out or send you to another facility or to another block that's why it's called involuntary
0: yes now
1: um this is one thing i want to add um when the people spoke about that um i didn't hear anything anybody speak about um Separations. When each person is entered to the Department of Corrections from reception, Mm -hmm. from Rackers Island or any county facility that you're coming from, um, you'll be in reception to make an assessment of you. During that assessment, you'll go through counseling, and counselor will ask you, do you have any known enemies? Do you know any enemies you want to put down, or do you know any, any, any enemies in the state? Some people put them enemies down or if they know you have an enemy from Rackers Island, if it comes up with you, or from a case in the streets. So therefore, they put that person on your list in the Department of Correction for y'all won't never cross paths, for it won't be no incident. Um, sometimes you only can find that, um, to my information, I would recall, you only can find that information out when you ask for your IB 1, 2, and 3 form through the FOIL Freedom of Information um, Act or Freedom of Information Law when you're inside through the Department of Corrections. That's when you get stuff that's usually crossed out or blacked out from your counselor file. Um, So I said that to say this. Hypothetically speaking, sometimes the person can act like they're so tough and tony or so bad and so thugged out. They can come upstate and they know they got a problem with you. They know your name already. So now when they're in recession, they put the name down so they can – Front with all the propaganda they want when they fall in other spots because ninety nine percent of the time you are not gonna fall in the same spot together. It's mad little tricks and trades that you know niggas play, but the mm. real people know what it is. You know, I mean, people that have been behind a wall for a long time.
0: Wow, that's, Yeah, definitely some insight on that, man. Um, and like far as like low low like low life, um, Ralphie kids movement, right? Um, a lot of people they have questions like far as like, you know, you go on a little bit more in depth. Like, is it like, um, when did it stop? You know, what made it stop? Um, you know, just what, what happened to, yeah. What, what happened to some, is some of the members still around now, you know, things like that.
1: Um, um, low life, um, never stopped. Um, even Ralphie kids, um, we started out as Ralphie kids. That's me as a child, me and my peers. Um, we had the older, our older peers, our OGs, like G. George, Puerto Rican Georgie, shout it out, Hector, his sister Lisa, Little Rick, Seaguard, Corey, um, you know, Mambo, D-Block, Frizz, E-Yuck, um, Wickwack, people of that caliber. They our older peers that we idolize. I personally idolize and I immolated. Um But as the years went on, you know, an incident happened later on, but that's when the low life name or Hindu came about. So I always like to say it, it's a metaphor effect. It's, I see it as one of the same.
0: Some of my peers
1: don't, but I only see it as one. Um, I don't like divisions. I don't like... I understand the dynamics that I can always boast and brag about about divisions. Anytime there's more sets or more units than anything is not is gonna be more confusing. I'm an atheist, but I happen to be well rounded and I read up read or studied um a few different subjects. The uh, the Prophet Muhammad in Islam even said after his passing that sudden to the fact it'll be seventy three sets thereafter him. And it is about 73 sets after him. Noble Drew Ali came over to um, our continent with the Morris Science Temple, Ideology and Thinking. It metaphored or evolved down into, let's say, Master Farad. From Master Farad to Elijah Muhammad, from Elijah Muhammad to Clarence X, the father, Malcolm X, and everybody else. But now we see what it stands now, and it's all related. The same way
0: how we all was
1: born in the continent of Africa, before the continental draft, whatever you want to call it, Egypt, Af- Africa, Ethiopia, we was born in a warm climate and, and, and eventually everybody evolved and or, or migrated and populated the rest of the population, but they wanted to deceive us and mislead us with different titles and different names. With me, the the amount of information that I have now looking at different subjects and different titles, even if I look at um, Center Paul with um, J. Edgar Hoover, he did the Black Panthers and the BLA and Malcolm X and and, and Martin Luther King, like I don't put nothing nothing past anybody. And I even know on a minor level, on a small level, it could be three people in a conversation and – we may not agree, but we may agree and be not coming across in the correct way, and it has taken us five or ten minutes of reason and logic to um, understand each other. So imagine what happened with a hundred or a thousand people. So I don't like the division stuff. So to get back on focus, the Ralphie kids is the lowlights. We all one of the same. It's a metaphoric stage. It's like being a a boy to a man. You understand what I'm saying? It's still one Mm of the same. So to answer your question, we never stopped. Like, look, the low-life culture never stopped. Um, it just evolved and it's more positive now. Um, of course, we're we adults now. No, times change. We change. So everything else has to change. But we're still here. We're um, actually global now, worldwide, besides being in the tri-state area.
0: Gotcha. And like far as, um, you know, I hear Fabulous' name a lot. Like, is, is Fabulous uh, was he ever a part of that? And do you have any issues with Fabulous?
1: I personally don't have no history with Spears, Jar Jar, because the age, um, our age barrier is a little different. Um, uh-huh. one of my comrades, one of my childhood friends, say cool. He's a direct link to him. My little cousin, Cataldo, direct link to him. Um, my other best friend, Archie, direct link to him. And direct link to Gangstar. Now, this is what I like to explain. Yes, he claims the low life. Yes, he comes from my lifestyle. And I personally can't answer for him why he don't um, wear it proudly like I do. Um, But like I said before, the past makes the present, and the present makes the future. Um. I've always been proud of who I am and what I stand for. My hustle and my craft used to be shoplifting, retail theft. And I did it proudly, and I say it even prouder. That do not make me as an individual. That's just my hustle or my craft. You understand what I'm saying? And I say it proudly. When I was a child, it wasn't that popular. And I said it then. It ain't like I'm gonna say it then and then say it when it's convenient and say it when you when it's not convenient. You gotta wear it all the time. You gotta wear it proudly, and that's what I do now. It's different stages and everything anybody do in life. Nobody come out the house. The average person don't come out the house running. But if whatever you have done or whatever paths you cross in your journeys, if it was knowledgeable, if it was colorful. If it was insightful, then you should give them their due diligence and give them them their respect. Like I'm having this opportunity right now to converse with you and do this interview. Anywhere from this point on, i am never forgetful as long as I'm in the correct state of mind. And I'm always going to be appreciative because I done did too much advocating and too much arguing for the people that left me in the dark. For things that I created and things that I was a part of that couldn't exist without Rudy Lowe, the creator of the logo, without Rudolph Athia. You understand what I'm saying? So if I'm pointing one finger at everybody else, besides number one, I got three pointing back at myself besides my thumb. Hmm. So you got to clean your own backyard before you clean somebody else's. You know what I mean? You got to you know. Right. So I'm a walking. Living example, I talk that talk and I walk that walk. If you walk like a duck, you talk like a duck. I don't give a fuck if it don't quack, then you a duck. I don't give a fuck. I don't go by no titles. That's another reason to pity back what I was saying about separations and names and all that. People get titles and they get junking with their fame. Or, you know what I mean? A title ain't nothing, man. You got to live up to it. It depends on your ways and actions. Ways and actions. Like inside of my logo, it's two L's. My two L's and my logo stand for love and loyalty to those that's part of anything else, but they got love and loyalty for the face, which is low life, which is Ralphie kids. But love is an action word. It's impossible. Impossible for anybody to love somebody and don't back it up with action. So nobody on earth can tell me anything less than that unless you change the meaning of the word and the of the word. And I think people like Westwood, and all them other people only can do that, and ain't ain't been done yet. So I ain't talking about Ebonics and sling and all that, trying to give your own twist to the word and, and, and this, that, and the third. Like, nah. And um, even to come to find out, I always brag that I'm a trendsetter. These other people is copycats. They trace letters. Um, I even got my so-called friends. I even got my baby mum. Everybody want to start podcasts. about a year or two a year or two ago when I wanted to do it, when I began, people were like it wasn't wavy. It wasn't gonna be acceptable of me. Now I got a certain wave or trend or popularity going. Now everybody wanna do the same thing. But one advantage that I got over all of y'all that I'm gonna to continue to have over all everybody is that I now have patience, and of course I have communication skills and I have analytical skills, and I swear. Um, it was a phone conversation. Matter of fact, shout it out, y'all got um, man, I think about forty thousand views. Death of a Clout Chaser, mm-hmm. right? Um, I was mentioning the conversation, right? And um, right. it hit home. It hit home because, but it's, it's ironic at the same time. I, I, I'm glad I, I thought of this. It's ironic at the same time. When I got the life sentence, when I made the song about remembering, me, I was beyond furious, sitting in the pen with life. Niggas don't remember me. Like, what the fuck? Like, I ain't put in enough work for this shit. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to come back home, get my freedom to make motherfuckers remember me. I swear, all these whole fucking few years, that's what I've been doing. Up until y'all did y'all interview and y'all posted y'all interview, I took it to heart. And straight from the start, I'm telling you right now, and, and, and fuck all the dark shit, everything gonna come to light. I'm gonna tell niggas why I'm right because it's black and white. You feel what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. took everything to heart. They said I'm a booster. Oh, he's one of the greatest boosters ever. And at first, I was like, damn, they give me kudos. I was open. I felt goosebumps. But then I said, nah, they said that's all I am. But guess what? The Pilgrims, the Anglo-Saxons, the Appellate Division, Second Department, one in a million said, Rudolph is there, knew what I was talking about. I advocated and I got my freedom. That's I'm on the phone talking to you right now. And I did it through an oral argument in 15 goddamn minutes. I convinced six judges that I was right. I was right. A uh, uh, lesson include, included offense thereof. I did something that hasn't been happening. I set a president in New York State. Every time I did anything, you can Google me. So guess what? The Pilgrims recognize my intelligence. These Greeks, they don't want to recognize my intelligence. They only they only want to touch you as your last movie. They want to touch you when your gun goes warm. But I can't win like that the same way I can't beat my way through no prison. But ain't nobody can talk like me. Ain't none of them smart and intelligent like Rudolph Pescea. And I'm going to prove it through my ways and actions and through my intellect. I'm going to show you they can't talk like I can talk. You can put me in a room with anybody, give us the same conversation, and I'll talk circles around them niggas like they hurt me. I'm yeah. telling you I hurt them niggas, man. For real, man. It's, it's all a mental game, man. And, and and I'm not with the WWE, the WWF. My shit is authentic. I'm not with no shenanigans. No, I'm not clout chasing. I'm not with the trendy stuff. I'm not with the popular crowd. I'm not with the popular crowd. I'm different. I'm Mr. Foreign, never boring. I want to think outside of the box. So yeah. the smart people, I'm being diplomatic. Read between the lines. But this is what I'm going to do better. The whole time when I was incarcerated, minus me making revenue to send home to my son, minus money. Only thing that drove me every goddamn day was reading law. Every day before I went to bed, I put something on my motherfucking head, and when I woke up, I went over it again. Every fucking day, every day, every day. And this is what I do right now, every fucking day. They not going to win, kid. I'm telling you mentally, I'm going to have a law library. I'm going to do law library. Every facility i ever went to in my life, I worked in a law library. It made my, oh, my God, it excited me. Now I'm going to take it to my platform. I'm going to comb my shit, and I'm going to show everybody. So if anybody's dirty, if anybody's dirty, I'm going to show it. I bet you they can't do that, and they're not willing to do that, because I'm a crook, and my life is an open book. Anybody can ask me anything. You can spell my name. You can Google me. You can go to the law. Um, go to the public record, check it under foil. Ain't no secrets. But everybody can't say the same thing, man. Everybody can't. And we're going to see right. how many going to chase that clout. Hmm.
0: And, like, when you even, like, you just mentioned, you know, I want to know um, a little bit more about, like, the transition, like, from you Receiving a life sentence, and then that moment they telling you like you getting out.
1: Actually, right. Um, I want to give a big shout out to uh, like a triple OG, um, Paul Clark, the original Babyface Killer. He's from Brooklyn. Um, I had the honor and the privilege of being double bunk with him in Upstate in O2. Um, he's extremely, extremely intelligent. We was double bunk. Um, I actually wrote my appeal on Rackers Island. I already had my appeal, my rough draft done already because um, I was getting my, my minutes as I was going to court. So when we was in the box, I had the rough draft of my appeal done. We debated and debated like nights and nights. Um, he didn't think I was going to win. Nobody um, thought I was gonna win. I really, I had direct contact with my one of my best friends, Art Slow. Right, um, he didn't think so either. Um, one person did, but it was premature. Um, my pride, my my best friend Av Rock. He always used to tell me, "You gonna come home? You are smart." But Av is you no, know, he, he he don't go to prison and he naive to the law. So. I felt he did, and I know he just was saying that from his emotions, from him being a comrade. Um, I have robbery in the first degree, right? A, ro- a robbery is in New York State forcibly, forcibly, forcibly taken of property, no matter the value of the property. I mm. explained this once before. Property in New York State, ended in totality, to the organic legal system of our country, according to the Constitution is chattel, C-H-A-T-T-E-L. That stands for property. Slaves, black people, was considered chattel at one time. Now, so indirectly and legally, what's that telling you is if you own something, nobody can take it away from you. You have control and dominion over that tangible property, whatever tangible means, whatever you can touch. Now, um... Like I said again, I had a robbery. The root thing to um, robbery is grand larceny. Once you use force, threatened force, or immediate use of threatened force or a dangerous instrument, it actually it to a robbery. So that's a lesser included offense thereof. A lesser included offense thereof is committing one crime without committing the other crime. Do you understand what I'm saying? Meaning this, mm-hmm. it's impossible to have a robbery if you ain't commit a larceny. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You have to commit a larceny to commit a robbery. Now, usually, according to the rules of New York State, you're only allowed to go one level down. Perhaps two. I have robbery in the first degree. I actually go four levels down. Never heard of. I've done it. Um, hmm. I have my reversal on the first level in the pell division, 45 Monroe, the second department um, in New York in New York State, Brooklyn and Queens and Westchester County, we we are the second department for the appellate Division. Um, when you do appeal in the appellate Division, you deal with that's the only time you have the option and opportunity to deal with facts and facts and law. Any any point thereafter, you only deal with law. Now the facts is whatever the fact the fact finder heard, which is the jury or the judge, and whatever they determine is facts. And two, you can show otherwise. So that only that first level was the only chance I had to bring that up, and I brought it up and I won. Um, when I got the reversal, um, now nah, I was happy. I was happy as a motherfucker. Um, like I said before, I'm an atheist, so I don't believe in God. So I wasn't praying or anything. Um, but I was, I ran around with hate, hating me all the, I did. I did nine years and four months before I got my reversal. So I ran around with nothing, nothing but hate, 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 real hate. Um, but once I got it, it kind of went out the window, especially once I got home. Once I got home, I put it behind me. I put in my mental Rolodex because I had to put on a forefront that technically, technically nobody put me in prison. I put myself in prison, even though certain situations led me up to make the decisions that I made, but I'm the adult and I have to bear witness to it because I'm the only one doing the time. So everybody started on a fresh line with me. Now, after that point on, Now, when a person fucks up or rubs me the wrong way, I think back in retrospect to before when I had life, when nobody remembered me, I made a song called Remember Me, and y'all still didn't remember me.
0: Mm. So now,
1: I'm still sounding immature, like a mental midget, and still wanting the population to remember me. But guess what? God bless the dead. R.I.P. to my son, my comrade, Terminator E. R.I.P. to Killer Ben, Right? people like that, they remembered. No disrespect to nobody. I want more than that. I wanted everybody to remember me before mm-hmm. y'all posted that clip y'all posted. But now I want to leave a legacy. See, there is a difference. And I can speak about this passionately and assertively with tears in my eyes. I don't want people that's to be saying I. Like, like they said before, yeah, he's he a good booster. Haitian Jack even said it. Rudy Lowe's a great booster. Well, I don't want niggas saying, yeah, yeah that's Rudy Lowe from the island. Ninety-eight yeah, Blue Police face off at Mar Nine. Yeah, son, get busy. That shit can't inspire Nobody else, not in the, not in the proper, not in the proper way. Now I recall and I know how my older peers misled and used me without me knowing. And I know the fuckery, the 48 laws of power these ignorant people use now thinking that they out-talking somebody or something. Like, what are you, clown? What are you, clown? Who the fuck these niggas think they playing around with, man? Like, niggas don't even know how to write a misbehavior report. You feel what I'm saying? These can't even write their own legal argument. But I don't care whatever platform you get on. You can get on the platform, and you may be amusing. Some of y'all is really sincerely entertaining. I watch y'all, and I really, really do laugh. I'm really amused. But that's as far as you go, man, because y'all niggas is confused, man. And y'all niggas do not pay official proper dues, not to the people after y'all nor before y'all. That's why I will never lose, because I understand one, two, three, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, 360, 120, 120, 120. Ain't nothing coming outside of my circle. Nothing. It's squares in your circles that'll hurt you, nigga. Yeah.
0: And let me let me let me get like I, I just want to ask you something, man, because this is definitely a unique situation, man. And a lot of people don't come home from things like this. And you know, like now, you know, you explained to us, you know, that that feeling that you got when you when you found out that you were getting out. Now, what was the feeling like that first month or that first six months when you first come home? And you, you know, like you said, a lot of people did forget you. You know, you come home. What, what was that feeling?
1: Um. I guess the first apex of emotions and feelings was me seeing my son. Um, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get it correct. I believe it was 04. Uh, yes, I believe 04. 04 in Attica. My son came to see me. I didn't prior to that. I didn't see my son since 02. Uh, when I was in Sing Sing. Um I had some bread. You know, I still had bread. I still on the island about three years and I stood the same thing about a year. So the first four years I was I was alright. I was I was I was balling, I was good. So, you know, the BM stood around. But uh, once the cash went, you know how fast she went. Mm-hmm. Uh once I went to upstate, uh, from Saint Sing, I went to upstate. When I went to upstate and I went to um Attica, I didn't see my son for about two years. When I saw my son in Attica my son came on a visit, and um, he ran towards – I'm walking on the visit, and he ran towards another brother that looked similar to me, you know, like my complexion, the big boy head. That shit was like a spike in my heart. That shit killed me. Um, so I saw him in 04. I came down. I, mean, um, I got my reversal in 05, but I didn't make it out to –
0: But that's when I got the reversal. Anyhow,
1: um, uh, it's crazy. Let me back up. Um, I got my reversal when I was inside Green Haven. Um, I went to the box from Attica. I got approved out, chilled out for a while, got approved for um, one of the jails close to the city again because I started out at Seng Sing. I wanted to be able to see my son more. She wasn't bringing him. She claimed the distance was too far. I turned around, um, I got down to Greenhaven, still no visits or nothing, but I was able, my car rat started coming to see me again, Archie. So I was able to see my son again. Um, it was around this time, I got my I got my reversal in November. I think it was November 21st. Um, I was in the yard, um, my brother put me in a three-way. You know, you get in trouble for being on a three-way if they catch you. I got caught that day. That's the first first and only last and first time that I got caught in a three-way. Um, but I had to call, and I had just um, – when I got back, I just got my reversal. I got the paperwork. I got a reversal. And my baby mother was talking, you know, disrespectful and slick on the phone. Um, I was jumping for joy when I got the reversal. So, you know, I went down. I had to go through the preliminary stuff, you know, with the courts and all that. So fast forward. When I came home, my son didn't know I was coming home. My baby mother, when I was on the island, her and the people in the streets thought that I came down for, like, a paternity test or, you know, on some jail shit like everybody else mm. was coming down. Nobody's thinking I'm, I'm down on the island for a real reversal. Now, the first time I came in the courtroom, my little niece, Angelisa, she was young at the time. She was in court for me, my uncle Anthony, and my best friend Archie. So the lawyer coming back, I got a draft bag. I used to carry two draft bags. You're allowed to carry your legal work everywhere you go. I had two draft bags of legal work, number paperwork, got it in court with me. It's a Jewish lawyer, he coming back like, Oh, they offering you twelve life, take it right now. I don't care about the jobs lawyer your stuff, uh I don't know what you're talking about.
0: He like, Oh, you see all
1: this legal stuff, uh, uh like I said, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I go out in the courtroom, my friend Archie's in there, he like this. Yo, man, the lawyer said you acting stubborn, man. Yo, take the twelve to life, man. You got like, you got like seven in, you know what I mean? You be able to go to the board, man. It's uh, better than that life. And I ain't taking it. I ain't cop out. Twelve years ago, what making him a cop out now? Like, nah, let's roll the dice. Like, nah, I'm innocent. Nah, we gonna throw. So anyway, I went through all the preliminary. I got my freedom. So now, when I come home, baby mother, everybody don't think it's true. When I talk to her, I tell her I'm home. When I first came home, I was excited at my sister's house. Um, a few blocks from King's Plaza. So it was like a suburbs, a Mill basin. So I'm in my sister's home. Uh, my, my son thought he was coming to visit his aunt. So he'd come there. Um, he in the living room. I'd come out the kitchen area, and that's to see his face. And he was, like, frozen in time again, like he was seeing a ghost. Like, and then he actually said, Daddy? Daddy? I'm like, yeah, come here, boy. Give me a hug. And that was, like. Like I said before, that was the apex because I never thought I was going to never see my son again being free. Right. And my father was never around. So I know how I feel every day of my life, and especially how I felt in there that I was, that I let my son down. I wasn't there. I wasn't living up to my responsibility as a man. And I know what a man is. And part of being a man is taking care of my children if I got children. Now, to come full circle, This freedom thing is beautiful. It's the longest I've ever been free in my entire life. So, of course, me being older now, I know experience is a wealth of knowledge, and that's sometimes the best. So I'm becoming more well-rounded now, and I come to realize that that's one of the other components or attributes of being a father, you know what I mean, is being a man. And being a man is doing for my family, which is my son, and leaving a legacy. I just don't want to leave some miscellaneous stuff for my son, and therefore I did not do my job. You see what the white folks do like Joe Kennedy did with his people. He did a little bit of wrong, to come out right. Mm. He's one of the greatest political families ever in life. So I want to walk similar footsteps as that because I'm not doing negative no more. I want to do community stuff. I want to do stuff that motivates me. I love to debate. I love it. So I just want to debate for a reason and a cause now against the authorities that be, I love, I love fighting for the underdogs. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of people don't have the information that I have. A lot of people cannot sit there and say that they got a reversal and they did it by themselves. A lot of peers from my community, of course, they got a lot of people to look up to that still will get money that shoot and kill, but they don't got people like me that still keep it real. I mean, 110% authentic and I'm versatile, meaning that I know how to conform to my environment. You put me on the moon, nigga, I'm still going to be the brightest nigga in the moon. And that's an eclipse. How about that shit? I still stay lit, man. No matter, man, because I'm creative and I'm true. Long as you keep, only the truth, only the truth is going to be the proof, man. That's it. And for the youth, that's all I'm for. Because I got to be different, man. Everybody want to keep walking behind me. So I got to switch the lanes for these lanes, dope. man, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, dope. So, like, um, uh, you know, far as, like, you know, you could definitely got a story, man, and, you know, it definitely needs to continue. Like, far as the Rudy really Low uh, Chronicles, the podcast, like, do you have a schedule, like, anything that's coming up new, or, um, uh, you know, how you plan on dealing with that?
1: Yeah, um, shout out to Street Life Media. Um, yes, I have a podcast, um, i didn't start recording it i'm gonna start recording next week. uh personally held up because I wanted to have some merch on hand when I say that I'm saying that for this reason um I understand the whole scheme of things of branding and marketing i've been doing it me and my peers have been doing it our entire life um I've been selling garments and clothes, commerce my entire life, me and my parents. I don't do nothing else. So we got that down packed. What I didn't understand was the big picture of really connecting everything and having merch on hand. So I know I got to do promotions. Everybody got to pave the way, you know, give up some free stuff. All right, so I do that. But I'm tired and sincerely tired of, other people making money off of me, or off of my peers, and I'm extra furious and irate over people raping my mind or raping me for my thoughts or my information. So from this point on, I'm going to start next week, but black and white is out of sight. If nobody's talking to me about business stuff, I'm not talking about anything else no more. No, like, general talking, no ideas, no nothing, because I know what I have inside and I know what I'm capable of doing or evolving evolving into, but I stagnated myself by wanting to um, network with certain people and do stuff in the traditional sense and, you know, the YouTube world and the podcast world, but I just got to keep it to my pace and what works for me. So, yeah, next week, I'm going to start the podcast. This is the, uh, I like to call this the foreplay, before the sex, to our culture low-life culture, because low goose on the deuce, that's when you serve your juice. That's the biggest event in our culture. People from all over the world come. Mm-hmm. And this is just the promotional time, right before the holidays. This is a November beer. So, you know, people in my community, we'd be on that now. But once December comes, we're going to be pushing. Rack is already pushing for it, and this is when everybody come together. So I got to have a big surprise at that point but I'm going to have some merch. Shout out to um, Very Ralphie. Ralph Lauren, HBO did a, did a documentary November 12th. Very Ralphie. Thurston was a part of it. You know, um, Thurston got his book out, Bury Me with the Low On. Um, Rack, Low Life American Culture.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, these are high points. So, that's what I. that's why next week you no, know, the campaign starts um, early next year. I should starting on my um, reality show. I can't um, release the name of it because of um, the disclosure I clo- uh, signed, you know, but um, it's with some big dogs. I've been around for a while in hip-hop, and there's some big names in hip-hop. Shout-out to C. Gutter, man.
0: Dope. Dope. So, so man, that's definitely man, that's definitely sound like you got everything worked out. I like to hear that. Um, you know, a uh, man with a vision is definitely um uh, someone we need to support, you know what I mean? So um you know with that being said, man, I definitely appreciate you touching our platform. Can you let them know one more time exactly where they can follow you at? And matter of fact, before we get up out of here, you know, you being polo king, if it was something else that you had to wear, polo didn't exist, what would you what would you probably uh gear towards?
1: Uh damn, son, you wasn't really paying attention. I'm Mr. Foreign, never foreign, man. I've grown from all of it, man. Like, I don't fuck with that shit no more. Like, I wear foreign. I wear outfits that's not out yet while dudes mm. are still shopping at outlets. You feel what I'm saying? I like and I have to be different. I just put a post up, right, um, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of clowns that's running around, a McDonald's post. I shared it from Dallas Penn. Shout out to Dallas Penn. Um, I don't want to come in the streets and look like everybody else walking around. You feel know what I'm saying? That's one of the main things that got us to the point that we're at now. When I say us, meaning low life. We was different. We wasn't doing what the majority was doing. We was wearing a polo, so everybody wasn't wearing it. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want to wear polo because it's so accessible. Everybody has it.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: if it's something that's vintage or if it's something exclusive, then yeah, I'm with it. But I don't want to be like everybody else, man. Nah, I want to be different. I have to be different. I have to stand out. I wouldn't be Rudy Lowe. I wouldn't be Mr. Farron, never barren.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> that, that that clears up everything, man. Y'all out there, man. Y'all heard it first, man. And uh, Rudy Lowe, one more time, where uh, they can uh, follow you out. at.
1: Thanks again. Thanks again. Thanks again, Clouse. Death of a Clout Chaser for the opportunity to converse with you. Um, please, man. For of info, man, understand the obstacles that me and my guys went through, subscribe to Rudy Low Chronicles, man. Come on, I need a 1,000 subscribers so I can go live on my mobile device, too. Show y'all niggas about Crown Heights and why we right. You heard me? Two L's gotcha. up. Love and loyalty to everybody, man. Brown's real. My town's real. Real life, you all ready?
0: Absolutely, man. And the um, link to his YouTube is going to be in the description as well as his um, Instagram. If y'all listen to this on any uh, podcast platform, just search for Rudy Low IG on Instagram on Google. It'll probably pop right up. Man, until then, man, it's Death for the Cloud Chaser TV, man. Salute, man. It's been a pleasure. Salute.